0: Here's my first, first Canadian secret that I'm unveiling to the Russians. Don't, whatever you do, don't buy Boston cream donuts at Tim Hortons after four o'clock because they're all stale <laughs> by then. You want to get them first thing in the morning. <laughs>
1: Some little Russian is furiously taking these notes. Okay, don't
0: because they're all frozen they come in frozen they defrost them overnight and then so they're at their best at you know between 8 and you know 1 o'clock in the afternoon and after that so, just don't bother because so there's the never time.
1: there's never a warm donut no, it's no, like no
0: cold? no more. it's
1: either cold or room temperature
0: <clears throat> that's the sad thing about it. it used to be back in the day when Tim Hortons was owned by good old Canadians uh we we baked them fresh but then some american company came in bought them up and now it's all frozen
2: i think it was wendy's
0: i think it was wendy's yeah so i thought it
1: was burger king
0: aren't they the same thing now
1: wendy's and burger king okay alexis we need to know is is burger king burger king
3: and wendy's are not the same no Oh no, no. Well, I mean, you're asking a vegan, so I don't really know. But no, they're not the same. Yeah, right, Rob. They're not the same.
0: Wait, what? I stepped away. Who? What, what's going on? <laughs> oh,
1: I just no. stepped away we're
0: for stepped away for a second, and now what are we on the? T- and so we got a new person, and we're talking about something. <laughs>
1: what?
3: <laughs> Recording in progress.
0: And welcome to another episode of AT Banter. Wow, that was loud. Uh, that hey. was a louder. <laughs> I know you really hit that one. He's Oof. I messed with Ryan today. Uh, the, this is, of course, the podcast where we talk with advocates and members of the disability community to educate and inspire better conversation about disability. Hey, my name is Robin O, and joining me today mr cowbell himself mr ryan flurry boo (laughs) and uh and also here uh the lovely the talented liz malone
1: hi there (laughs) hi there (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to trying to determine if I can talk while Ryan drinks a glass of water at the same time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, they had a fight before the planks came on. <laughs> <laughs> I was what's wondering. What's going on as we walked into, walked into a domestic dispute. Uh, but that's okay. We The show must go on. Hey, do you guys know uh, what we're doing today? Yeah, actually, I do. Well, first of all, we should we should know this is, of course, our annual Halloween show. It is. Which is why it's a little bit fast and loose around here because everybody has some drinks, uh, and uh, we're just, uh, yeah, we're doing the Halloween thing. Oh, you know what else we should mention though? We, we got no Steve Barkley, so that's kind of sad. I think this is the first uh, Halloween episode that he's missed. I
1: so miss my drinking
0: remember. buddy. Yeah, he's stuck in traffic somewhere. I think doing a delivery or, or something. So, uh, yeah, there will be no Steve Barkley carving a pumpkin and injuring himself on yet another Halloween show, but next, next year, for sure. I think what we will plan for that, uh, next year, because, uh, usually a blood sacrifice is usually demanded on Halloween. uh, Steve's always give Steve a power tool and he's more than happy to, uh, to, uh, cooperate. Uh, well, Hey, but, 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 but that is not all. It is also a very special show. Uh, why is
2: that, Ryan? We have a spectacular guest rejoining the show this year. I'm not sure if she's been here before for a Halloween episode, but those of you who have been with the show for a few years will know her. She is Alexis Hilliard from Stump Kitchen. Welcome. Thank you. It's
3: always so great to be here with you folks.
2: F you, Pepper Grinder. <laughs>
3: Oh yeah, I still have to make some merch with that on it. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> Thank you. I'm I'm in the process of trying to design some merch actually, so that was a good reminder.
0: Excellent, yeah. love
2: it. Yeah. Sign yeah. me
3: up.
0: All right, well, let's. Hey, so just for people who are new uh, to the show or haven't uh, listened that far back, because uh, Alexis, I mean, you do have the infamous uh, reputation that I think you are one of our earliest guests. If I'm not. If I'm not mistaken.
3: Yes. Mm -hmm. I think it was like right, right, right near the beginning because we started off our journeys around the same time.
0: That's right. It was my
3: first official podcast interview and it was so exciting. I felt so, I don't know. I just felt so good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, absolutely. And you have had... Uh, outstanding success, and uh, we're still here doing this. So, <laughs> k- k- kudos to
3: you. We're both still doing what we're doing, which is great. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh! Uh, but uh, yeah, well, but okay. So, so for those people though who may not go that far back with the show, um, uh-huh. maybe just to kind of explain uh, what do you what do you get up to over there on YouTube, and and tell us a little bit about Stump Kitchen.
3: Absolutely. So basically, long story short, um, about six or seven years ago, or whenever this all started, you guys would know, (laughs) um, I started to cook because I became vegan. I was gluten-free and I was like, I don't know what to do. I got to make meals for myself, but I wasn't really into cooking that much. But when I slowly started getting into it, I realized I was using my stump, which is what I call my left arm. I was born with my hand um, about, or I was born with my arm with about half of my forearm and tiny little finger nubbins, but no, no hand there. And so I used that, um, miraculously as a tool and it became so much fun. So lovely. So like mashing potatoes and, um, scooping out avocado. And my partner was like, you should put that on, you should put that on YouTube. And I was like, oh, sure. And fast forward to today, I, I do Um, I talk about accessible cooking, I do advocacy work, I do lots of humor videos across um, not just YouTube, but TikTok is really growing, uh, Instagram, et cetera. Um, Really kind of like bringing home the message of, you know, representation matters and putting more um, disabled bodies out there. Um, And it's just been amazing. It's like been such an honor to to meet other people, other kids with limb differences. and continue to do this work so yeah that's what I do and I love making a mess too <laughs>
0: <laughs> well so you know and I'm curious so before the the whole YouTube thing
3: mm-hmm.
0: were you were you in that advocacy space where it was was that something that was on your radar
3: so n- no I mean yes and no like I did a little bit of of advocacy work when I was younger, because I was part of the the War Amps Champ program. So for those that don't know, it's a program in Canada that does like connection and education around limb differences across Canada. And I would go and I would get paired up with um, young young kids who were going into school and they wanted someone to, to talk to their class to answer questions around limb differences. Um, you know, if they were going into kindergarten or grade one. So I did that quite a bit. Um, But then I kind of aged out a little bit and I did other advocacy work for um, like other organizations, but not in relation to disability. Um, So STEM Kitchen kind of like got me back to that, my early roots in a way, which was really, really cool. Um, So yes and no, I was kind of doing a bit before, but not in the same way I do now. And I don't know
0: what's and you've been doing the YouTube channel for you know six, like we said six years now. So yeah. I, I'm I'm really curious because whenever I watch a lot of YouTube videos and influencers and stuff, it seems to be a little bit of a mixed bag. You definitely have content producers that that seem to really love it, uh, and then you have other ones that really seem to it's there's a real love hate relationship with the platform. Uh, yeah. What's what's it been like for you?
3: you know youtube from the beginning and and because now i'm on so many different platforms they they all have different strengths and weaknesses but youtube from the very beginning you know i've always had a really like a small but mighty audience who's very kind very interactive i've been able to connect with lots of other creators who um you know have multiple different kinds of disabilities and i've been able to learn so much from them and vice versa um but i think what's like and i haven't had a lot of or basically any um, like trolls or hate or that kind of stuff. But I will say that the growth on YouTube um, is really hard. It's the hardest platform I have found to grow. However, lately, since they pushed like YouTube shorts and stuff, I've been able to really use that to my advantage because I've been doing a lot of TikToks to, uh, I I added them to go like to fit into the YouTube shorts. And that's been really boosting my growth. So you just kind of have to like, mature with the platform and just like use whatever new um, like tips and things that they're adding to their own platforms to kind of make it work. Um, but TikTok seems to be a little bit easier and a bit a bit more organic. There's a lot of interaction there. so, yeah.
0: But do you find that that you're sort of constricted with TikTok? Because isn't it a certain a certain length that you're you're confined to as opposed to YouTube? Or how does that work?
3: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um yeah, so YouTube is really great for long form. TikTok is really good for three minutes and under. Although TikTok is allowing up to 10 minutes now. Um, I haven't tried any, but I, I don't know if the longer form if it translates well on TikTok. I haven't tried that yet. Um And Instagram is kind of a mix of both long form and short form focusing more on the short now. And, uh, so yeah, they all kind of have their strengths and, and, and weaknesses, I guess. Um, but I find YouTube like for the longer form things that gives people a chance to really, you know, melt into it and sit for a while, have good comments. Um, whereas the TikToks are more quick, fun, witty, educational, or emotional. Um, but it, yeah, it keeps me on my on my toes for sure.
0: So, so do you find though that that you're basically creating content for, for for three different platforms? So you've kind of tripled your your the amount of work that you need to do, or do you produce content and then cut it appropriately for for each of the different platforms?
3: I do both. Um, so I try to be as efficient as possible because you know everybody seems to not have enough time for anything, and sometimes I do cut little snippets out of my. Even older YouTube videos, like some of my, you know, first season videos that are so hilarious and old, and I'll cut those and put them on TikTok for fun. So people can kind of, you know, get to know YouTube because my TikTok audience, they don't necessarily know I have YouTube or a few of them do. So it's kind of a neat way to kind of cross promote. Um, And I'm fine because I, my, my viewers are, they're pretty different across each channel. Like there are obviously some people that are following me on, on everywhere, but because they're they're basically different across each platform. There is a lot of like cross promotion or like recycling or kind of like reposting I can do and it doesn't affect folks too much. So, I would say yes and no to that question, but it's definitely made it more fun as opposed to too much more work.
0: What's what have you got you kind of been up to um in the advocacy space of late?
3: Let's see. Um it's been really neat to kind of bring just like limb difference and disability awareness to to TikTok because the audience there is so responsive. Um, You get a lot of, a lot of interaction, a lot of like questions and a lot of people being like, wow, I had no idea about blah, blah, blah. Or like, that's just, that's such a great thing to learn about, like, you know, language about how we all talk about our different um, you know, our our bodies in different ways and use different words. Um, So that's been a really neat, uh, platform for engagement. Um, I've been doing, um, so, okay. So there's a kid, Callie, who's been on my show since she was eight years old and she's 14 now, and she's missing her right hand. I'm missing my left. Now that she's a teen, we make these funny TikToks together and, you know, they're educational, but they're really funny. But I think that for her has been, I don't know, just really lovely because, you know, when you're 14, and you're going through school, like, it's been really crappy for, you know, for her and a lot of people. Um, like, she had a rough junior high, and this kind of gives her an opportunity to, to blow off steam, to talk to a larger audience around, you know, her own experiences around people asking her questions, or um, making rude comments, you know, about her arm, or making jokes without her her permission. Um, so, in a way, that's been a form of kind of, like, connection on a really, you know, one to one level, that's been really beautiful. Um, and I've done a lot more like in-person presentations. Well, not in person, online, I guess, online presentations to different groups here in my hometown of Edmonton, um, which has been really nice for accessibility because, you know, online just makes it easier in a pandemic, I guess, and for lots of reasons. Um, Yeah, I don't know, just like getting out. to. Oh, and I've been doing a lot of one on one cooking classes with kiddos, like with limb differences. that have found my work from all around the world, but primarily from Canada and the States and one kid from Australia. So we've been doing like little check-ins and just talking about stuff and, you know, how's life going? And then we'll do little cooking sessions. So that's something that's really come up in the last year or two. Um, So yeah, I just keep getting to expand what I do in different ways and it's so lovely.
0: So now, is this is this your full time gig now? Because I know that that uh, in the past, I know, I know it was kind of like a side gig. You were working, you had you had another full time job, right? Uh, Where where are you at now?
3: Well, now it's flipped. So now this is my main my main work, and and obviously it's not just the YouTube and the videos because um, that actually doesn't bring in much revenue whatsoever. Like I think I make like ten bucks a month on YouTube. Wow. But that is like the platform for getting the the medium out there, the videos right. out there. And then the rest of the work um, centers around um, cooking classes sometimes or speaking gigs or brand sponsorships, partnerships like that. And um, and then to supplement that, I, I teach, uh, maybe I told you this last time, I forget, but I teach a ukulele choir on the weekends to um, adults and youth with disabilities. And it's it so much fun. So that brings in a bit of income. And I also substitute teach once in a while. And I teach at a junior high, um, just one semester a year. I teach on Friday afternoons. I teach their cooking class. So it's all kind of on brand for some Kitchen, wow. but, but they're outside of the social media sphere. Um, but, but yeah, I'm starting to get a few more like, brand sponsorships like for um like superstore and london drugs talking about their vegan and gluten-free products so that's helping a little bit um so i'm almost there not quite (laughs) but i'm almost there and then of course patreon is like um another lovely source of of support for for the work that i do
0: so i must feel really surreal in a way uh when you look back and think about like seven years ago and where you're at now and then just like oh yeah you know and i had this you know I, i had this idea for a YouTube channel and now it's completely put me on like a complete path that I never would have expected.
3: It, you're so right because I, every day or every week, I feel like I'm, I'm you know, going into the next week and then I'll make a new connection or somebody else will reach out or somebody else will be like, hey, can I share your videos in my class to teach my grade sixes about blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like you you don't realize, I think, or I didn't realize at the beginning where and how this would spread. Um, and again, I am by no means like a huge, huge influencer, but but enough that it's like really reaching the right places. Um, and no, I, I wouldn't have believed it, you know, six or seven years ago, <laughs> not at all. But I feel very lucky to be able to do this.
2: And so now how has a mother changed the way that you do things?
3: Mm, That's a great question. I had to, here and there, I have to hire people sometimes. So I do have an editor that I found who's lovely, and he helps me with a lot of my kind of grunt editing work. um, So I can do childcare part time. And um, then we went away actually for like a month long family camping trip. And I had a friend of mine, I just had her post some um, pre-made videos I had for her um, while I was away. So I've had to kind of get creative around how I get my work done, just because, you know, with a whole child and not not wanting to pay for childcare because it's ridiculously expensive. <laughs> um, my partner and I are trying to split that up evenly, um, but it's it's good. Like it took a little bit of adjusting, um, but it also added some really beautiful content angles, like raising a child when you're a parent with a disability and like, what does that mean? And how does it look? And so since that, and since talking about that on some of my YouTube videos, et cetera, I've actually been able to connect with lots of other parents in a similar situation or people who are like, listen, I, I have one hand or I have this disability or whatever. And I'm nervous and I don't know if I can or want to have kids or I want to, but I am, people have said, you know, negative things to me. And I'm just like, let's talk about it. Um, (laughs) and we realized how little information there is out there or support for, um, disabled parents. Um, so that actually like being a mom, like opened up my world in a, in a way to this whole new group of people that I hadn't really thought of. Um, so it's been amazing, Ryan, like it's been so good.
2: That's awesome.
3: Yeah. Really, really good.
2: And is he cooking yet?
3: Oh, so much, so much. We actually earlier today we made um, chocolate cupcakes with some icing, and of course, the whole time was just like, "Mummy, are you done? Mummy, are you done? I want to lick the, I want to lick the, the the spinners." I'm like, okay.
2: <laughs>
3: so yeah, lots of cooking. Oh, you can hear him right there <laughs> in the background. Yeah, it's been great to cook with my little one.
1: Now, are you is your little one
3: also on a vegan diet? Um, no, I, well, not really. <laughs> we <laughs> got to do intuitive eating, we kind of let them eat whatever whatever works. We like we do eggs and stuff, and you know, when Jovan is with grandparents, we're just like, whatever you want to use, fine. <laughs> well, know. it's I, I when I when I watched
1: your video and I saw one of your you you had mentioned that you were making a, a vegan carrot cake. Mm, uh, yeah. Which I have to tell you offline, I need to get that recipe from you. So, <laughs> I but I, I've actually talked on this show about because I, I recently had to make some very big dietary changes in my life. Oh, you know, I, oh yeah, you know, we got to
0: talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. yeah
1: no, we'll so, you know, Rob's like, oh God, no, I was just talking about her damn diet again. But, <laughs> but I, I, no, I, I had no, to...
0: totally, we should, we should talk about it.
1: Well, it ties in this week. So, yeah. but I had discovered later in in in, in adult life that I have a, a a dairy allergy and a gluten sensitivity. So that just completely uprooted my whole way of thinking about food. and
3: Same. Uh, That's what happened to me too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So when I when I was watching the, the video and you you know you had mentioned that you had the gluten allergy and then it just completely changed and and I. I think that it was so inspiring that you took such a, and I don't think people realize that having such a big change in your diet is a very big thing in your life. I mean, it is, you know, absolutely. And until you're faced with it, you don't realize how much you have to change every aspect of your, of your life, going out, eating in, how you shop, uh, every ingredient Mm -hmm. you're exposed to um, reading every label. So Mm -hmm. But I, I'm I'm I am curious about your process in terms of how you adjusted when you when you got that news about now having to make such a big change.
3: Yeah, it was stressful. Like you totally hit the nail on the head um, because I felt like everything had to change. But the only thing that really got me through was changing one thing at a time because I knew I couldn't fix it all at once, and I knew that that would be super overwhelming. And so I just kind of went with you know, all right, let's find a gluten-free bread that tastes good. And that was like my mission for like the first couple of days or the first week. And then um, luckily I, my partner um, has been vegan for a long time. And so she kind of wrote me into that whole situation. And really for me, it was just like cutting out cheese. Like I, I didn't eat too, too much dairy to begin with. And nowadays, the the replacements for yogurt and milk are are actually really lovely, um, or they're getting a lot better. Um, But the gluten was tricky. um, And I I, so I just kind of went one thing at a time. And if I ever found a food item or a recipe that I just really, really wanted or missed, it would really suck for a while, (laughs) like it would just super suck. And then I would just slowly try to find a recipe or something I could buy. Sometimes I couldn't find it. But I would like, try to look online, talk to other people and, you know, hear what they do and learning from other, like, I think I was a part of a bunch of like gluten-free or, um, Facebook groups and some, some vegan ones too, to get ideas. So that was really helpful. Um, But yeah, just taking it slow, one thing at a time. And the only thing that really made it worth it for me was how good it made me feel after like, when I took something out of my diet and changed it for something else, my body was like, yeah. So I'd be like, <laughs> okay, this is worth it. I can do this. But, but yeah, it's, uh, it's hard. It's, it's a, uh, it's an effort for sure.
2: I don't know. Being from Alberta and not having beef. <laughs>
3: Isn't it awful? I think I, I love beef. <laughs> I love it so much. I just
2: don't eat it. <laughs> I can't imagine.
3: <laughs> but you can you can have beef. You you choose not to. Exactly. I I okay. yeah, the meat yeah. I can definitely eat. I just choose not to, but I totally respect, you sure. know, if other people eat meat, that's fine. You do what you gotta do.
2: Yeah.
3: Ryan cannot live on Tofurky. Yeah, no. No. No.
2: no. <laughs> Almond milk, okay, but Especially the chocolate almond milk. I can do that. Yeah. See the baby steps, right?
3: Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Like everyone's yeah, everyone needs different things, so it's all good.
2: And no cheese? Oh. I know. It's like fake bacon. It's just not the same.
3: No, it's absolutely not the same. I completely agree. (laughs) I completely agree.
2: I've tried plant-based burgers, plant-based bacon, and it's not quite there yet.
3: No. A lot better than it was, but for sure, yeah. But getting there,
0: yeah. I don't know. I've heard I've heard good things about the the plant based um, meat. I've heard I've heard those beyond like what is it called? Beyond Beyond Meat? Beyond Yeah, Beyond, beyond
1: Burgers meat. are so burgers. good. Yeah, I've I, heard I've heard they're actually pretty good. So I prefer the Impossible over the Beyond. Mm. There's something there's something that freaks me out about the Beyond. I think it's because they add. They add beet juice to simulate yeah. blood.
2: Yeah, so <laughs> and, which I was what? a little
1: I was like I, I think that did something to me mentally that yeah. I was like, okay, I I have this block now, beet That's juice true. to be blood. Well, it's a well, it's very appropriate. It's a Halloween episode. So That's I was gonna funny. say, I'm
3: like, hey, what are you gonna be for Halloween? <laughs> I'm a beyond burger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just cover yourself in fake beet juice blood. That's amazing. I mean, like anything to do with beats and fake blood works great for me with Halloween because like, I don't know if have i done this. Yeah, no, I, I think I did do it one year where I just put some fake blood on my left shirt um, sleeve and just pretended I had, I was like, I had my arm ripped off or had oh, someone, yeah. <laughs> I what I did. But it's like, when you have a limb difference in Halloween, there's so many options for you. It's amazing. Oh, sure. Like yeah. I was Captain Hook one year. Yeah. And yeah, it's just great.
0: Oh, yeah. I'd be going to town. I'd just be mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm a shark victim this year. And <laughs> next year I, I was in a terrible industrial accident. And yeah. Yeah, it's just, there's there's so many possibilities.
3: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Yeah. 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 It's, it's got to be the height of, of of the year for you.
3: I mean, yeah, <laughs> mostly <laughs> because I have a toddler and, and Joven's really excited about, about trick-or-treating. Um, but yeah, definitely my childhood years, it was really fun yeah. to do, especially when I had, because I've I worn prosthetics throughout my life um, on and off. And so sometimes I would wear them and it would add to the costume. Sometimes I wouldn't. Um, now I have a, a bionic arm that, you know, I could be a part cyborg if I wanted to, like paint myself gold and I don't know lots of fun you can have
2: well let's talk about the new bionic arm how did that all come about
3: yeah that was like maybe a year ago i was connected with um unlimited tomorrow which is a new-ish company um out of the states making um prosthetic limbs and they do it more like financially accessible uh they're like about nine nine thousand u.s as opposed to you know more expensive than other companies Um, they, I, this is not sponsored by the way. They are not paying me to say any of this. They just (laughs) give me an arm and it's a good time. And they, and I'm using it like on and off mostly for educational purposes, because. You know, for me, since I was born this way, like without my left hand, um, I, I hate to say it, but prosthetic hands, they're just not it. Like no one has cracked the code for like making a good arm. And I've seen and been through a lot of prosthetics. And I have a lot of friends with arm prosthetics and they're just not, they're not it, you know? They're great for certain things. They're great for um, for aesthetics. They're great for um, different like mental like boosts. They're, they're great for fun. I make a lot of TikToks trying to cook with my bionic arm and I, Billy, I've named it Billy. <laughs> Billy and I get up to <laughs> just mischief. So that's hilarious. Um, but like, they're just, I don't know that no one has cracked the code on making an amazing bionic arm and so many people are working on it. So it's got to come soon.
0: So can you kind of explain a little bit about like, what, what can it actually do? Like, how does it actually work?
3: Okay. Yeah. So this is like the majority of, of, um, myoelectric or bionic arms, they're kind of interchangeable terms in a way, um, I think. Um, Inside the socket of the arm, there are sensors. So when I was little, I had a myoelectric arm that had two sensors, one on the front, one on the back of the inside of the socket. And so if if you hold your hand in a fist and you cock that fist back or you fold that fist forward, That's the movement that I had to do to open or close the hand. So it would would touch the sensor to open and touch the sensor to close. And now, so very simple. Um, And it would just be like a straight open and close. Um, But now with Billy, there are many more grips that I can do. And there's many more sensors to kind of give more of an accurate reading. Um, but it's not how people would think. Like, I think if people think like, okay, you're maybe controlling it with your brain or like when you do this, it's going to make your hand open. And it's actually just a series of six grips that you have to cycle through. So, um, if you want to do a certain grip, you can't just get there. You have to be like, okay, cycle one, cycle two, cycle three by pumping your muscles and it'll go through them until you get to the grip that you want. So it's not the most eloquent or elegant um, situation, but that's how a lot of them are. And a lot of them have an app that you can program different grips in. So if you wanted to change it, you know, in the middle of your day, you'd go to your app, change the grips, and then, okay, now you've got a different set of grips you can cycle through. Um, But yeah, so they're kind of cool. And what can Millie do? Well... (laughs) What can Billy do? Um, Billy can point to things. Um, Billy can drop things. Billy can hold on to very simple objects, and um, Billy can make really funny TikToks.
0: So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, listen. You live in Edmonton, so and this so this would be important. But can you give somebody the finger?
3: Oh my gosh! I wish this is not <laughs> one of the programmed grips in Billy. So Billy has six different Damn grips it. that there that they came with. There are arms out there from different companies that you can program the middle finger, which is amazing. But no, Billy is still PG. Oh, see. Oh, they gotta cycle through a thumbs up, a point, and then (laughs) find the. There you go, middle finger, right? But no, (laughs) that's that's exactly it. That's what you have to do. Like it's so not. You know, it would take forever.
0: The guy and then behind you is her like, not- what? She's giving me the thumbs up. I guess she likes that I'm she tailgating her. Oh, wait, no, wait. no. she's No, no. Okay, there's the finger. Okay, there it is.
3: <laughs> it's so true. Like, it's just, I don't know. I think company they're trying to do their best, but I, I think that it's- like, yeah. So honestly, some of the best prosthetics I had were like body powered hooks where I just used like a strap around my shoulders, you know, pushed out to open and pulled back into clothes like the really simple ones that are just like a hook or like a little padding for like a yoga arm. Um, Nothing too high tech because yeah, to simulate an actual hand is like so tricky. Like I think they've come a long way, way farther with like leg prosthetics as they have with arm prosthetics. And for good reason, like you, you know, you walk around a little bit with a, if you, if you're missing a leg, you know, I don't know.
0: Well, and plus you don't, you don't necessarily need the, you know, the, the dexterity yeah the dexterity in no, something like no. a foot or a leg that you do with a hand
3: no and i think um like i know some people like i know um one creator who's missing both hands her arms are different different company and they seem to suit her much better and if i was missing say both hands and i wanted bionic arms i would definitely shop around for very specific um, things and needs. And hopefully I'd be lucky enough to be able to do that depending on my insurance coverage. But, um, yeah, they're all built differently. So (laughs) it's like, they're not all, not all equal. And sometimes honestly, the best are like the homemade ones. Like when I was younger, I took duct tape and a guitar pick and I duct taped it around my stump and taped the sides of the pick. And it made this perfect guitar pick for when I was learning guitar Yeah, better than any prosthetist could have made me. Right. Oh, Duct tape is your friend.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we need to get them. We need to start getting them three D three D printed. Yes,
1: If they aren't absolutely.
0: already, bring the yeah, cost well, down for sure. Yeah, my arm is three D printed actually. Yeah. So was this something that there was like really cool at first, and then the novelty wore off, and you're now you're just like, okay, well, I kind of make it's, videos with this, but am I are you, am I going to wear it day to day? That maybe is not. such
3: a great that's such a great comment that that I hear that from upper arm limb difference folks, like all the time. And that's what I think a lot of people, a lot of like prosthetic arm companies are trying to overcome, but that's exactly it. Like, it's like this new shiny thing. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. I have an arm, but when it gets down to where the rubber hit meets the road, it can't deliver like the expectations that that child or that person might have. It doesn't deliver right. or the learning curve is so intense and you're just like, oh my gosh, what's happening? And for me, I I made a couple of videos about this because I documented my whole process because I wanted to be really open and honest with people. And so I documented on my YouTube channel how how tumultuous this journey was, because when it first started to not be everything I wanted it to be, I started to blame myself like, oh, I'm not using it right. Oh, maybe my body's not right for this. Oh, maybe this is this. I blame myself. But then I had a really good talk and that that's so common, I think, for for people, unfortunately. Uh, But I was talking to one of my tech guys and he was like, I was because I was like kind of nervous to ask him to make changes. And he was like, no, you like whatever you want, because it'll take me 45 minutes to plan out these changes for you. But this is like your arm for the rest of your life. Like you should ask for exactly what you need. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Absolutely. And so that helped me realize that, you know, say if you have a mobility aid or a prosthetic or glasses or anything that's going to help you, like support you through life, you deserve the absolute best. You don't deserve second best. Like you get to ask for what you need. Um, So hopefully that's like contributed to like supporting people kind of advocating for what they want. Because I've had, I've had not great prosthetists and i had really great ones, um, some that do the bare minimum, and some that really go above and beyond. And there's a huge difference. Um, So yeah, it's been neat to to document that.
0: Well, and it's so interesting that you say that, because, you know, we were just talking a few shows ago, kind of about self advocacy and about the disability community in general, and this sort of sense of, of, you know, they're just thankful to get something, uh, anything. And and so the, Mm -hmm. the idea of like, pushing back and being like, well, this doesn't quite work for me. I, you know, I, I, I want to put in some requests for something better that does work better for me. That can be so counterintuitive to a lot of people in the community.
3: It, it is, it was, it is. And it was to me, even up until this point. And you're, you're totally right. But where, what I think is probably one of the biggest issues is service providers and healthcare providers, because with my, my negative experience with the prosthetist, um, it was with a different arm and it, it just was not working for what I wanted it to do. And I kept going back and I kept going back. And at one point it looked like he literally had just kind of given up. He was kind of like, well, yeah. And I was just like, almost in tears in his office, just like, I need this to do this task. I wanted to play an instrument. And it was just like, what the heck? Um, And now I'm with somebody new who, who's amazing. But I do think that you know, generally and in the healthcare uh, space, not everyone, of course, but in a lot of spaces, it's like, yeah, I'm I'm helping you. I'm your able-bodied savior. You need this, so it's I it's, I gave you a thing. It's good enough. Like blah blah blah. Like like they they're so good for helping somebody with a disability, and you're just like, okay, uh, yeah, but also this needs to be completely good for what I need. Otherwise, it's you know, it's not going to help. Um, yeah, I think that mentality we kind of have to overcome.
2: Yep. Well, they don't have any lived experience, right? You're, you are the expert on what your needs are and what are required of the arm or the hand or whatever, right? So Mm -hmm. you, you have every right to, to push for what you, what you need. Unfortunately, here in Canada, because of insurance, you know, I think probably a lot of people are limited to the availability or the choice of arm foot hearing aid prescription glasses whatever the need might be just because of the insurance policy
3: absolutely so
2: that's unfortunate
3: yeah and in the states even more like it's yeah and hopefully we can you know have more of these conversations and things can get better with time and and you know it can become more accessible for people but yeah it's a tricky one so in your process
1: in documenting your journey and then also doing all of your, your fun videos through uh, through YouTube and, and and Stump Kitchen. So yeah. are you are you acting as your, your own videographer and editor and, and producer? Are you doing all of this yourself?
3: Yes. And um, um and and have been consistently um except for uh, about four or six months after Jovan was born, that's when I I needed to to track down a second editor. Like, I, I, I've I been the main one since the get-go, but I needed somebody to help me pick up the slack. Otherwise, I couldn't commit to, um, like, I'm already, I think, down to a video every two to three weeks. And that's still like, uh, um, I wanted to be back up to a video a week. And I know I'll get there eventually, but... Um, that's on top of doing like one to two TikToks a day, plus extra Instagram content, plus like other things. So, um, yeah, just this last, since Joven was born, um, adding another editor to help with some of the bulk of the work, but otherwise, yeah, it's all me. And are you self-taught? Yeah, I am. Yeah. 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 So I.
1: And, and you know what, I think when people see finished products, whether it's videos or even podcasts and, and whatnot, people think it's like you just flip a switch and boom, you you get this great product. And the filming, I always say like the filming and the recording is the easy part. It's the editing and it's the oh, all that cool. that is the always the part for me. And I mean, and I'm legally blind, so it probably takes me three times as long than it would uh, a fully sighted person to to edit content but that's always the the grueling part and and i'm so i'm kind of in i'm in such awe that you're able to edit for so many formats and find the time to
3: still Mm -hmm. do
1: all that what you do and have a child and um i mean it's 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 yeah so i i always tell people that no 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 it's the editing that's where that's the grueling part that's the part that just is a time suck
3: Yeah. And you learn, you learn to get smart with it too. Like I've been doing this for a while now. So luckily I, I'm much more efficient. You get smart with what you're doing. You get smart with your um, uh, on the filming end, because there are things you can do when you're filming slash recording that make editing so much easier. And I've learned those tips and tricks. So now when I get to the editing table, it's um, a lot more efficient. And then of course I have like my templates, I have my, my credits, I have my, this, I have music. I always use like it that it's like you build up this repertoire over time. The mm-hmm. first year I was it would take me like I don't know hours and hours and days and days just for one like eight minute YouTube video. And that's <laughs> a lot less than that. So yeah, you're you're totally right.
0: So and in terms of like the, the content itself, like how hard is it do you find to balance sort of advocacy pieces with sort of just fun cooking pieces? Where, like, how, how do you kind of balance it? Or do you just kind of just go with your gut and just sort of produce what what you're feeling?
3: (laughs) That's the one. And I, I don't remember if we've ever talked about this on your show, but I remember after the first year of doing, you know, content creation for Stump kitchen, I had these like fears of like, okay, if I don't do a certain thing that the audience is going to want to see, it's not going to work. But after a while, I was like, hang on a second. If I don't make stuff that I love and can continue watching and editing myself and, and is true to my heart, I'm not going to last. So I made a decision to only do things that I want to do <clears throat> that make me laugh and that are important to me. But then, of course, if people have requests or they have you know important questions, whether they're funny or a bit more serious, and I I'm I feel called to address them. I definitely will, and I'll be really interactive with you know my viewers. Um, but yeah, it's the second one, and I think had I done it any other way, this wouldn't have been as sustainable for me um, because it wouldn't have been as self-directed and fun. So yeah, I kind of yeah. just do whatever my stuff wants to do, <laughs> whatever I want to Well, <laughs> so, yeah. so
0: so what is that schedule like? Like, how often are you producing content or releasing content?
3: YouTube probably every two to three weeks now. Um, TikTok every day, sometimes every, twice a day.
0: Wait, every yeah. day.
3: Every day. Yep. Um, and but the way that that works is so I, I've I've had to get really smart about that because as you know I'm a parent and I'm really only working part time. I think I I'm able to work about twenty two to twenty four hours a week is about the time I'm able to squeeze out. And so I'll do a a filming block. So if I have a half day, I'll just film, I'll plan and film a bunch of TikToks in, in that time period. And then I'll edit some and I'll, I'll have my edit, editor edit some. And then I'll have like a bank that I can um, just have ready to post as needed. Um, but you can't do all your content like that. You have to have some that's like really reacting in the moment. So those will just do when I can um, on other days that I have more time. Like another block. So yeah, I've had to do a lot of pre like pre-recorded stuff or get really smart with how I film um, and make sure I have the energy and the props. Cause sometimes you need props, you need Pringles cans and you need, you know, (laughs) food to make recipes. So you have to kind of, yeah, plan ahead. Well, in terms of the
0: recipes, I mean, how do you, where do you, how do you come up with them? Like, where do you, are you, do you run out of them? Do you, are you like, oh man, what, what the hell am I going to make this week?
3: Sometimes I don't feel like cooking anything and I'm just like, Ugh. or, and then I'll do like a, some, like a, a different type of episode, but with, with recipes, like my guests, if I have a guest on the show, um, like I had a kid, you know, Freya a couple months ago, you know, she wanted to make pancakes. So I was like, okay, great. Let's find a good pancake recipe. So I don't always have to think about them. Um, but I do have a like a list. Um, I have a, a large Google um, folder with like, Stump Stump Kitchen content ideas that if I'm ever like, oh, what do I do? I always go back to that and I put in little ideas for myself to draw from. Um, And I don't make up all my recipes. I use a lot from like really good like vegan blogs online. Or sometimes I'll do one that I have made up that I've just done from, you know, cooking over the years and just making it up as I go. Um, But I I usually rely on the pros for that (laughs) because like, I don't know how how good i would be at all of my own but um
0: and so have you ever produced something or or actually have you ever filmed something
3: mm-hmm.
0: with with great intentions and it just kind of completely went sideways and was just completely unusable at the end of the day
3: Absolutely and there's two two things i've done with that So the um so the first thing that happens is like i'll film something this is early on right So um, I remember this one episode I did or tried to do with a kid. We did a gingerbread house. It was, I kid you not, three hours of footage because I did not know how to (laughs) like plan and parcel out. So it literally sat in my editing software for months, months, months. It was a Christmas themed one. And I missed that Christmas. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll try for it for next Christmas. No, it just sat there. Because to go through three hours of footage, like if you think about it, you can maybe, maybe get through um, eight to nine minutes of footage in an hour, like maybe, um, depending on the level of editing you want to do. Um, and mine was quite high at the time. So that just kind of flopped. But then in other ways, like if I do a really bad, like I made creme brulee with my sister and our, um, uh, you need a blowtorch, right? And so like our our blowtorch just stopped working and so we couldn't get the crispy top. We tried it like with a, a barbecue lighter that didn't work. So we just embraced it. We're like, okay, this, this was a huge fail. The, it, the cream tastes really good. And so it was not what I expected, but that's part of the beauty of Stum Kitchen is, is recognizing that not everything will work out as sure. planned and it's okay. Um, but yeah, I've, I've definitely, I never know what I'm going to get at the end of a filming session. <laughs> you never know.
0: Well, and listen—that's a—that's a valuable lesson that uh, that you can teach somebody is that you know sometimes life is like that. It doesn't. Yeah. Sometimes you don't get a crispy creme brulee and. Absolutely. Gotta eat it raw. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. Hopefully, <laughs> but yep, exactly.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. Are you gonna dress up as Hall- for Halloween? What are you gonna be this year?
2: I personally don't know yet. We're having a virtual online. Party slash get together with some friends. We have a we have a bin slash box full of costumes we've accumulated. So I don't know. (laughs) Amazing. Um, Yeah, it's probably either going to be caveman, banana, Ernie (laughs) from Sesame Street. Not sure yet.
0: One (laughs) of those three, probably. Well, well, and I'm sure that me and Liz's uh, invitations are just kind of lost somewhere in It's in lost in the mail. It's, it's it's in, stuck in cyberspace somewhere. But... You wanna come?
1: A LA.
0: virtual Halloween party, yes. All right. You gotta dress
2: up though. <sighs> well, see that everybody's that... on video.
3: Just get a really awesome background picture of like some <laughs> <I> just... <pictures. laughs>
0: I'm just gonna
2: cover myself. Like that. In...
3: Just pretend.
0: I'll just cover myself in beet juice there you go oh god
3: (laughs) don't steal my costume
0: no i'm gonna be carry that's it i'll I'll cover myself in beet juice and that's it there you go boom look at that look at that where do you even get beet juice i don't even know where to get beet juice you can just go to the store
1: you buy a beet and you cut it in half
0: (laughs) what (laughs) beet juice comes from it. beets
3: you don't buy beet juice you just buy a beet and you cut oh,
0: really okay well yeah. so, clearly i need to start watching more stump kitchen
3: yeah i'm do. not
0: watching enough i had no oh. idea do they bleed like that's terrible
3: yes they bleed like they're oh my God. they're things. so red and like they they'll stain your hands they'll stain your cutting board um and yeah. they, taste mm. like they, <laughs> they taste like dirt they do not unless but you're making like harvard dirt.
2: beets harvard beets Ugh. are good
3: but they taste that way because they're so high in iron or no iron. No, they're high in something that helps your blood carry more oxygen. Something like that. Is that iron? I don't know. Anyway, they're they're great. They make good blood.
0: Sorry, I just <laughs> got an email from the beet farmers of uh, America <laughs> that just revoked their sponsorship of the show. <laughs> oh, That's a lot, Liz. I wow, just so to lost and, another oh, one. Oh, wait.
1: Oh, I just got an email from Beyond Burgers. They do not want to sponsor me. Oh, they are dropping like flies now. Oh, I know. Oh, I just, just... Damn
0: it.
2: They
1: didn't like what I said. Okay. Hmm. There goes another one.
2: Well, it is still Halloween, so let Alexis. What is your favorite Halloween treat to make?
3: Oh, <laughs> okay. Let me tell you. Do you want to know what I'm making? Literally after we get off this call. After this, yeah. yeah. is it is it dairy free? Yeah, of course it is. Okay. You're okay. gonna share. You're
1: gonna share the recipe, unlike Ryan, who doesn't like
3: to invite anyone to anything. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So we're gonna make candy apples, or caramel apples rather, with, um this sounds funny, but I swear it's amazing. You get really soft medjool dates. You can get them at like superstore or whatever. And you cook them on the stove until they're like just with a little bit of water and a little bit of coconut milk and a little bit of vanilla. And then you just use a hand blender or something to like pulverize it into a paste. Um, so it's really thick. And then you let it cool. And then you just literally like slather it onto your apple with a knife or whatever. And it's like, it tastes like caramel. I don't know why or how it's so good, Um, but you have to get those nice soft dates. Um, So that's what we're going to do tonight. We're making caramel apples as a family. And then you can top it with whatever you want, like melted dark chocolate or like honey peanuts or whatever you want. Um, And Joven loves them. And then I just literally stick one of our chopsticks down the core of the apples so they can eat it. Like, you know, holding a little stick. Um, Yeah. It's my ultimate favorite. It's so good. And it's so easy.
0: Wow. It sounds amazing. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So let me ask you this as, Okay. Mm-hmm. let's get real for a second <laughs> so, <laughs> we, we, hear, we always way. hear we <laughs> always hear people being like oh yeah you know you do this and this and this and it tastes amazing so how many times though since your conversion have mm-hmm. you have you tried something and it's just like oh my God, this is fucking awful. (laughs) (laughs) This is the worst thing I've ever put in my mouth. I'm never having it. Because that's got to happen sometimes, right? Absolutely. Okay, good, good.
3: So let's see. I think I'm going to try to do this as a percentage. Um, I'm going to say like one to 2% of the new things that I've tried have been wow. out. So it's a very small percentage, mm, Okay, but enough mm. that you're like, okay, all right. So like every hundred new recipes I try, there might be one or two that I'm like, no, thank wow. you. Wow. Really? Okay. Maybe wow. even three. Yeah. Cause I'm remembering a couple. <laughs> yeah. Maybe 3%.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but still that's pretty low. That's pretty low. It, is. it really is. All and right. And all I think that comes
3: with experience and time because if I look at a recipe now, I can actually look at it and be like, this is going to be good or this is going to be crap. And just from the the, the combinations of ingredients. But at the start, I would have had no idea. But mm-hmm. now I kind of know the formula and like what's going to be okay or what it's going to need. Um, And that only comes from just experience doing it over and over and trying right. different things.
0: Right. That makes sense.
3: That's yeah. pretty amazing
1: because I would say two out of three vegan dishes I order at a restaurant are just Absolutely not even worth the chew.
3: <gasps> no, where are you going? You have to come to my house. Uh, come, over
1: come over here. I'm. You I'm deserve have to do a, I'm thing. gonna have to do a Canadian road trip, and then I'm. Yes, just
3: gonna... you have to come here. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we'll do a.
1: Uh, we could do a. We could do a like like a a a, a blindy and stumpy video. Perfect. <laughs>
2: Blinky and Perfect. stumpy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't it. like blinky I'm okay. sorry I know, I don't right. I don't know why blink I I don't know why how where blinky even came. I, don't I don't know the know origins either. of blink but yeah. I know but I know that there are some that use blink and then I don't take anything from them I just
0: All
2: right, I'm, a,
1: I'm a I'm a blindo the glitter and spangles
0: cooking show <laughs> like it
1: um, <laughs> um...
0: Well, you know, and honestly, like that's that's a way better cuz I would say like when I go to McDonald's, I, I mean, good, <laughs> there's a
3: good it's a good it's you a go to good, McDonald's like, 20, for vegan food. Eh. No, no, but I am just, just
0: saying it's like that's a good 25% of the time it's just garbage and then I'm like convinced. 75% it's like, okay, this is this is okay. Hey, so, I think their I mean, milkshakes
1: might percentage.
3: be vegan. maybe. I don't think there's <laughs> I I any hard. no idea.
1: I think their milkshakes are all chemical, so I think there's a good chance that those are vegan.
3: Mm. <laughs> yeah,
0: they're <laughs> vegan, but they're carcinogenic. I yeah, mean, totally carcinogenic. Great, <laughs> well, how, you
2: know, here's but no good,
1: animal, but no animals were harmed, <laughs>
2: other than humans.
1: More, <laughs> and
0: here's
2: a good question: You know, how do you know what you're actually getting in your food? There was a, just recently a lawsuit over Subway and not having actual tuna in their tuna salad. No way. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Oh that one so, still bugs me out.
2: Yeah. So, like, what are we eating?
3: <laughs> yeah. Like yeah i don't even yeah know Mm. how to respond to that yeah (laughs) again come to my house i'll make you some food
2: (laughs) (laughs) clearly road trip
3: yeah
2: next year could happen
1: absolutely
3: yeah there you go Yep. at banter road trip yeah let's do it
1: get the at banter winnebago and we all just start driving all over the place you guys can come stay at my house yeah we're all gonna crash crash at shane ryan
0: sure Okay. Me. Well, you didn't even get invited to your party, so I don't know how you're going to get get to crash your house. Well, I don't know if we can get you on a plane. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to the Winnebago. I like this idea of the AT banter Winnebago, and when you honk the horn, it's a cowbell. Talk to Steve. Yeah, there you
2: go. I don't uh, know if
1: I'll, I don't know if the Canadians will let me in because of all the things I said about CSIS. It's true. I, I think <laughs> I've been, I've been flagged.
0: You you may have actually (laughs) it was actually over the airwaves. So this guy, listen, Fred in his in the canoe is he's on top of things.
1: He's very very annoyed with me right now.
0: It's true. Um, Well, listen, Alexis, I think this is another successful uh, appearance.
3: This was so fun. I never know um, where it's gonna go with you.
0: <laughs> uh, you Neither listen. do we. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's a lot like it's a lot like vegan cooking. You just don't know. You don't know until you put all the ingredients together and you cook it up, and you taste it, whether it's gonna be good or not.
3: Right. Yeah. Exactly. exactly.
0: Yeah. You just gotta try.
3: Yeah. In case you were wondering, I'm gonna be uh, Elsa from Frozen for Halloween with my whole family. We're gonna be the characters. Just nice. throwing
0: that out there. You were oh. you were waiting for that. You were just like, why are these fuckers going to ask us? <laughs> ask me when, what I'm going to be for Halloween. The goddamn Halloween. Two F bombs and
2: a G bomb.
0: Wow. Look at him. All talking about beet juice creating, and blood. And he's just going just to do that. Crea- I'm just creating more editing work for me myself. So <laughs> I'm,
3: allowed, I'm allowed
0: to swear, damn it.
1: Rob loves
3: editing. That's right.
1: Well,
2: especially because he has to turn this one around quicker. This is going to be interesting. Wait, what? Halloween's Tuesday. Oh yeah.
1: Halloween's right. Monday. Uh, oh, there you go.
2: Oh Halloween's my God. Monday. Thanks, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: when uh, are you talking about Tuesday? My weekend.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, wait. Where were we? Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so you're, you're going to be frozen uh, You're going to be frozen. Elsa. <laughs> you're going to yeah. be Elsa.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. I cool.
1: didn't see Frozen, so I don't know all the
3: these references. Is there a whole clan? Your whole family is going to be frozen. Yeah, yeah. Like my sister's gonna be Anna. Jovan's gonna be Olaf, who's like this little snowman character. And yeah, it's gonna be good Aww, time. Oh,
0: that's gonna be oh.
3: awesome. Is hmm. this a Disney thing? Yes. Thing? Okay. No.
1: Yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah. Is it?
1: Is it? Could it be more obvious that I don't have kids? That I'm. <laughs> <laughs> that's totally cool. That's a
2: <laughs> just YouTube it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well. When you right. come back, Alexis, when you have more news, more merch, more she's stories not coming, She's never coming back after this, right? Oh, no, she's been here what <laughs> six times, seven times. She keeps coming oh, back I... for more. Uh,
3: you... Yeah, I would love to come back. It'd be so great. Yeah, you keep me on my toes. That's We'd good.
0: love to have you back.
3: <laughs> yeah, that'd be so well,
0: good. And happy yeah, Halloween. Listen, happy Halloween. Uh, best of luck with uh with TikTok. Listen, I'm I'm impressed that uh that you made the transition over to TikTok. We've been talking about it. Uh, we've been cool. talking about making an AT banter channel that features Ryan in a tutu and a chaps
1: and a hula hoop.
0: That's right. in a hula hoop. So uh look for that.
1: <laughs>
3: so, I can't wait.
0: Yeah. Um <laughs> Because that's it. That's all we got. to off. <laughs> because- <laughs> In fact, we even know about the three minute thing. I don't know if he can last three minutes. Or you're just it, gonna ooh. loop it. <laughs> okay, I can loop, loop, it it times. Times. loop it. again, loop it again, loop it again. <laughs> we got we got two successful rotations. We'll just loop it. Just loop it. <laughs> loop it for three minutes. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> So, uh, it, well, yeah, and anyways, sorry, we got to get Alexis out of here. Uh, <laughs> got to go make
3: candy okay, apples. I only have candy apples to make. No, it you,
0: well, you have a child. You need to go get, a, you can't be talking to us dumbasses. <laughs> uh, no
1: you
0: way. Know, we'll well, let's get Joven on the show. And, Bring and Joven over. It's,
3: oh, yeah, one Go, go talk
0: to the weird people. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what happens if you drop out of school. <laughs> hmm hmm uh anyways <laughs> see this is what the end of the show always is alexis this is, this is usually usually we say this for after the guest has logged off but you're 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 special Your family you like six times I'm special. Yeah, great, um
3: great.
0: listen so uh, yeah best of luck with uh with everything uh best of luck with the bionic hand uh is very interesting and uh and please come back and uh yeah, talk, talk to us again uh, next year
3: absolutely so so good love being love being a part of it and you can't go yet. You have to tell us where listeners can find you. Absolutely. So I am on TikTok at Stump Kitchen and YouTube, Stump Kitchen. Instagram, Stump Kitchen. And uh, yeah, that's those are the best places.
0: There's Are there any underscores in the Stump Kitchen or anything like that? Or no, so she don't. was smart, not like us.
3: Well, I think Instagram actually is an, an underscore. But if you what just Google, if you just put in right. Stump Kitchen, sure. it'll just pop up first. Right. Because who like who had the username dumb kitchen before me? I have no idea. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, well, listen, we were
3: anymore.
0: we were shocked to find somebody had AT band <laughs> at some point, and we had to, <laughs> we had to put an f and underscore under. Oh yeah, I Twitter. think we had this
3: conversation. Yeah we probably yeah. did. It's we it's, probably it's a did. real
0: yeah, it's a real it's really, thorn in our butt. It is. You are yeah. still angry about it, so screw you, whoever yeah. whoever did that. Well, you can find him on Twitter. He's on Twitter. Yeah, no, don't find him her on here. How many followers? Get all the followers following him. Like, <laughs> screw these guys. I going to go. Like...
2: We should put uh, the official do... AT banter page.
0: Oh, I like that. Maybe that's your, you're right. We should. We It'd should be like Donald Trump, where it's like the real Donald Trump. We should yeah. be like the real AT banter. That's yeah. a great idea, Ryan. Okay, I'm writing that down. Okay, do it, uh, Alexis. Thank you again so much uh, for coming on, and uh, yeah, let's uh, we'll talk again.
3: My pleasure. Have an awesome Halloween.
0: You
2: as hey, well. You too. Take Happy care.
0: Halloween. Bye. Bye. Bye.
3: Alexis, you're gonna get an email from me.
0: She already just has gone. Man, she's, she's gone. Start, gone. She's, she's like, gone like, She's never coming back. <laughs> like, boy, I'm out of here. <laughs> See you wait, is. she she had her finger on like the disconnect button for like the last. She, 15 had, minutes. she had the mouse like hovering <laughs> over True. the.
1: She's like hovering. Leave. Leave. Leave.
0: Please release me. Um, oh, so it's always fun to talk to her. Agreed. Yeah. So, well, there you go, Liz. I mean, you should be watching uh, her channel because uh, it sounds like you, there's some right good stuff there that, yeah, they can. Uh, oh help yeah. With your, with your, with your diet.
1: I need all kinds of good recipes. That's, that's the thing. I mean, I, I'm like, wow, Alexis did all the legwork. She found that she weeded out the good ones for me. So totally. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's, it's, Vegan well, and, is ugly, people. Well, and,
0: you know, good for her. You know, she took a real negative in her life and, and turned it into a positive. So, you know, and it changed the course of her life. So that's, you know, it's always it's always really interesting to, to hear stories like that. And, you know, and she's spinning it into advocacy work, too, which is even better. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's great. It's a real cool story
2: that she's continues cool. She's along.
1: a really, really, really cool person. I enjoyed her.
0: Yeah, she's
2: fine. Very
1: interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there you go uh anything so anything else to just, just to say about that anything any, anybody, anybody want to talk about halloween for a minute are well, you excited what are you, anybody what are excited you gonna about be? halloween
1: what are you dressing up as rob
0: nothing you know what this is this is it this is my halloween content i'm doing this podcast and uh that's it i'm it's not like, even get i live in an apartment building i don't even get kids at my door so i'm, I'm not big into chocolate. halloween either yet you know my wife
2: you know, puts the pressure on, right? And, well, you don't have to dress up if you don't want to. You know, lay the guilt trip, oh, yeah. but you know, you do what you got to do for the hour, and you're done. So Sure.
0: I, you know, wow, I. know
1: like... you guys turned into Halloween cranks.
0: No, I like I like Halloween uh, as a concept. It's just like I don't know. I like what, what, what parties am I going to? Like, I don't have any parties to go to, but Halloween's great. I, I like Halloween. And I think it's a cool holiday too because it's like one of these no pressure holidays. Like, you don't have to have family over. You know, I had a big dinner. So well, maybe yeah, next I mean, year we'll actually pull
2: out the big guns and read the history on Halloween. How did it come about?
0: I think it's I feel not like just candy and did. chocolate. As I'm sure it comes from some pagan thing, but I mean, who knows? It's cool. It's cool. I think
1: it's the Wiccan new year. I think it's some, sure. some if I'm yes. saying it right.
0: Yeah. I think you're right too. Yeah. I think it's, there's something to do with Wiccan and, uh next year we'll have it together. hey this year we had it together. We had Alexa. It was a great it was a great it was a great appearance. We learned a lot. We did. It's good to talk to her. It's good to see her. Well, we didn't see her, but it was good to talk to her. Are you drunk? I've had uh, I've had three quarters of a glass of wine, so I'm a little I'm a little buzzed and I haven't had any food yet because this is the dinner hour still. So I mean listen. Just asking. Nothing wrong with that. Daddy needs his medicine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Rob needs his wine now that he knows he's got to edit before Monday.
0: Yeah, Yeah. that's you suck. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. He's like, yeah, yeah, like in slow motion, like
1: in the Christmas story. Uh... (laughs) hey
0: you know speaking of that okay can we just did you read did you know that they are making a sequel to that i heard a a legacy sequel with like the original little kid like as an adult to what a christmas story story. oh is that right oh yeah yeah i think it's on like hbo max or something i don't know who's making it but i guess it's Mm -hmm. gonna be out in a few few weeks or a month or whatever uh, which could could be good. Ryan, you know, I meant to I meant to tell you this, and you know, might as well just use the showtime to tell you about something completely innocuous. Uh I've been watching uh, <laughs> Cobra Kai. Oh, I love it. Finally. And uh man, I'm in like season four, I think. That's yeah. amazing how they, they've really leaned into this. Like they've they've brought back pretty much every single character yep. that was in every single one of those movies. Yeah, it's great. One of my favorite it's, shows. It's yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Mm, very well done. Bad yeah i mean it's good, good. The bits of it are silly but i mean uh, but actually sure. as, a, as as a legacy sequel it's actually pretty good yeah yeah i liked it so you like watching high school kids beat the shit out of each other <laughs> with karate that's i mean right. it's, it's pretty like great
1: cobra yeah. kai like the karate kid cobra yeah, that, that's right the yes exact,
0: so it kind
2: of carries on after karate kid one and two and three and it's on netflix still catch up watch it it's fantastic yeah. fantastic,
1: mm. fantastic. I'm getting, yeah. I might be getting rid of Netflix because
0: their you prices know are I'm going up. About, I'm thinking about that too. Yeah, they're putting in an ad tier <laughs> and they're turning off the ability to like leech off other people's accounts.
1: Yeah, I'm just, I'm getting, I'm just sort of, I feel like Netflix has run its course for me. And I'm, great. so now I'm leaning into piracy. I'm doing <laughs> that too. Hulu and because now they make you, I mean, I got the bundle because I need my hockey. So I got ESPN plus. So it's like they made me buy, what, Hulu and Disney. So I can watch frozen now, I guess.
0: Chirp,
2: sure. Yeah. ESPN plus. <clears throat> and I'm just Netflix and because I'm an Amazon prime customer, prime video, but I scroll through the prime listings and it's just like, I've never heard of 90% of the stuff that's on there. So I don't even take the chance to watch it. Yeah. And I'm sure there's some good stuff there, but eh, I, I still keep going maybe. back to Netflix.
0: No, you know what? I'm the same way, man. Like, I, like a lot of these streaming services, they, they're they're just so, like. And I, I got I got one of these Chromecasts with uh, Google TV, which kind of aggregates mm-hmm. all the different services and and yeah. gives you sort of a complete listing, so you can see what's on what. And a lot of the times, I'll be like, Oh, I could, uh, I'd be into watching that. Oh, okay, no, that's on that's on Prime. I don't have Prime. Oh, right. oh that'd be good. Oh, that's on Paramount Plus. I don't Paramount Plus. <laughs> like, so a lot of times, yeah. it's just like. And I'm not going to, to subscribe to six now. different services yeah. to like, so it's like, whatever. Like if I really want to watch it, you know. Well, mm. that's the problem
2: too, right? You have to have 15 subscriptions now to yeah. watch the and content you want.
0: Yeah, nobody wants yeah. it. No, nobody does. Nobody wants it. And, and any one, it. and any one given service just doesn't give you enough value to even bother. Like kind of like yeah. Netflix is probably the best thought of out of all of them and even then like a lot of times i'm just like ah, i could really care less about any of this content so no,
1: i'm i'm totally yeah. fine with watching ads because you know like yeah. who I, i've got the ad supported version of hulu and yeah it runs a couple ads I'm, I'm totally fine with that like i can run up go get a re- yeah. refresher on my drink Top it you know, off a little.
2: And I guess it depends on what you're using and how you're using it. You know, like YouTube premium, I, I pay for YouTube premium because I cannot stand ads. If I want to watch something, I don't want to be interrupted. And so I pay for that. I do the mm. same with Netflix. I You know, if there was an ad-free service or, or tier, I will be paying for that.
0: Yeah, but you know what? I feel like YouTube is YouTube's a bit different. YouTube gets annoying because they play the ads before you watch the video, which pisses you off, right. like that, or pisses me off anyways, where I'm just like, oh, fuck, okay, i got to wait 30 seconds. <laughs> you wait until it finally
1: says, skip ads, yeah. skip ads, skip ads. I mean,
0: ad. <laughs> and I mean, like a lot of times, I, honestly, I'm, I like way, like how badly do I want to watch this stupid video? <laughs> uh, not badly enough to sit through a 20-second ad? Nope, I'm gone. Yeah. but. But in terms of Netflix, like I almost feel like like in, initially I thought I would be really I I wouldn't want that. But now that I'm thinking about it, a lot of times during the course of like any given show that I'm watching, I like check out and go watch go check my phone or like well, that's the do TV something model, on my phone right? or whatever. So you know what? Maybe commercials wouldn't be too bad because it could just be like, okay, well, this is my chance to go check my phone, look at my feed, da-da-da. Like, I don't know. Like maybe it wouldn't be too bad to have netflix with ads but i don't know i don't
1: think it's i don't think it's bad at all because like i said i i i mean that's kind of those normal times when you would get up from a show then normally you would you hit pause and now this just gives you these natural little breaks and you're saving money each month so we shall see yeah well yeah netflix is getting too (laughs) expensive for me i'm like "Mm -mm, no i'm good
0: yeah. Well,
2: everything is going up. You know, YouTube yeah, that, what, YouTube Premium is is going up as well in November. Like everything keeps going up.
0: It sucks, man. I and see. You know, they're starting to pay the pay the price to be a uh, you know you know cutting the cord. You remember that mm-hmm. it was a big thing. Oh yeah, you've yeah. cut the cord. I'm going to save so much on my cable bills, and Not now they just now that everyone's back over to streaming services, now they're jacking up the price of that. So it's going to be right yeah. back to right right back to that. So yeah. hey, Liz.
1: Hey, Rob.
0: Uh, where can people find us?
1: Uh, they can find us at atbanter.com.
0: Hey. Whoa, oh. premature cowbell. Uh, they can... <laughs> Wait, did you just miss your cue? Have you been drinking? Nope. Okay. <laughs> uh, they... <laughs> they, I don't even know. Uh, they can also, or is that a new thing? Are we going to do a new thing? Are you going to, every time we say cowbell? Oh, maybe. Maybe Does it work it when is?
1: I say it? Like if I say cowbell?
0: Oh, look at that. Oh. Man, magic. Oh. Uh, they can also drop us a line at cowbell <laughs> at etbanter.com. <laughs> completely derailed. Uh, we, uh, they can also, <laughs> wait, who, where are they going to, who, who, who do we go to now that Steve is go to Go to the cowbell. Tr- face grab right. and <laughs> <laughs> Face
1: grab <grammy. laughs>
0: Base Graham.
1: face cram face cram and squatter
2: <laughs> she's done she's gone that's great Cut her Actually, off. I like
0: that like a, it's like a, a like an abc detective show <laughs> fighting crime face cram and squatter squatter get in here you know how many how much public property you destroyed uh okay anyway anyways uh where the face
2: <laughs> you, people, suck. If,
0: you know what if people you, you know what, listen listen if people don't know what social media means at this point Our I, face we traffic squatter. Them. that's right just go find us on there at banter under at underscore banter uh and uh what else that's it that's it all right well, happy Halloween everybody. We hope you've enjoyed this uh, this uh, year's uh, episode. And don't worry next year, next year we will we'll return to our normal programming and we'll have um, Steve grievously injure himself um, while carving a pumpkin. <laughs> so we'll give you something to look forward to. Uh, otherwise, thanks for listening. Of course, big thanks to Alexis for once again coming on and we will see everybody